This is our newest episode, which does not apply for hearing it now. We will be here this current Friday. When it was recorded two Fridays ago, um, we were telling the chat live stream that we would not be there the following Friday. But this weekend, which is today, I am speaking on the 3rd of June. So, like the 7th, I think, is this Friday? From the future! From the future! <laughs> we will be here. So if you're listening to this and you would like to listen to this recorded live at 10.30 on Twitch, that would be great. Uh, in this episode, during the editing, I've heard a lot of keyboard clicks, which are my own, and I'd like to apologize for them because we need to talk to each other throughout the episode, and that's what my keyboard sounds like. So if you're annoyed by that, like I am, and you want to donate to the show, which no one has this year, and you don't want to hear them anymore, I suggest you do so, so I can buy a new keyboard, which won't be so loud. And if you think I'm going to use the money for hookers and drugs, feel free to use the Amazon wish list where you can just pick your own keyboard out that's quieter and send it to me because pretty much anything is quieter than this Logitech keyboard. Help us help you. Help us help you. Help us help you. Help us entertain you. (laughs) Let us entertain you with less keyboard clicks. So if this is a problem for you and you have some extra money and want to throw it to me so I can not annoy you throughout this episode, feel free to do so. <laughs> you can go to deathdefordishonor.com and in the right hand side there are donation amounts which go directly to PayPal and like I said, drugs and hookers. If you want to go to Amazon, there's a wish list under Genesee Gray. So anyway, enjoy the episode and feel free to uh, write us and let us know what you think. Welcome to the show, I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> ha. Ha ha ha. Ha. Annihilation gem. Total complete. Absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Okay. Do not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. That totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or...? <laughs> Bring out your rods, old man! Private confrontation! Not like that! Maybe some discipline? <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk for six months. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> What? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show, I'm Genesee. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, May 24th, and this is episode 112 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Last week, or five minutes ago, <laughs> Some stuff happened that's kind of interesting, and we'll see where it goes today, but I'm gonna let Tinzian say it in a nicer way than Thorn will die. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. 
this is the second episode of the night, and quite frankly, uh, Xanatari and Thorne's players are drunk as skunks. Uh, and we are without the services of Cesar tonight. So I have to kind of apologize in advance that this may or may not be a short episode. Uh, there was <laughs> Don't apologize for us! Don't apologize for us! We're there was the expectation people. that perhaps uh, we'd be able to do the next great big thing where Cesar is, but I really can't uh, do that portion without his presence and the rest of the party being present as well. Cesar's so, making so dessert. That's the important thing. You can't disrupt that. Million dollar dessert. Million dollars. When we eat this, it'll be like we. It's like we've won the lottery. I won't use the expletives that he used for the sake of. The sensitive ears of our 18-plus listeners. Yeah. And it happened, though, is uh, Sabre has pretty much shouted at the party, um, has gotten kind of pissed off and reflected as to what's going on. And, and Sabre is now surrounded by the um, remaining drow who did not go through the symbol or touch the symbol of Illustre and is being peppered with questions. Zanatari has perhaps made some degree of intelligent contact with Oreo by way of the group Mindlink, and both she and Thorn are attempting to ignore one another, yet uh, still kind of hang out and explore what remains of the Temple of Lolf. Fluffy is there um, and has just regained, rejoined Thorn, who has ducked down into a... Um, pocket of space between a couple of the fallen blocks because he sees a line of what appears to be silver or something that is casting a silvery glow about 50 feet below him. Cesar. Oh, sorry. Mm. Fourth, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the force of habits. The force of habits. Uh, Thorn, you were trying to, in the last, at the end of the last episode, you were trying to check some stuff out. I was. Um, I had achieved greatness and become emperor of a land by touching some silver. Um, I know, right? Now I'm probably wanted in three countries. Um, don't look at me like that. Just trying to roleplay here. I, t I had nine goblets of silver. It didn't seem to give me any sort of royalty rights. Well, maybe you touched them in the wrong way. Just show like... me where the silver touched you. <laughs> Don't you mean show me where the bad wolf man touched you? <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> Genesee is not amused. Alright, I um, attempted to resist the allure of silver, mm -hmm. but would like to get closer to analyze with my great analytical skills that I have possessed in the past um, that was sarcasm by the way um, to determine what I am looking at in regards to silvery glow okay uh, from what you can tell from your vantage point um, there's a flickering in the light as if you were looking at light reflecting off a pool of water Mm -hmm. In this case, there seems to be something uh, that is silver-colored that is being reflected off 
a room filled with um, a reflective surface, like mirrors, or a highly polished room. Okay. So I'm actually looking down into a room. You from your since you're not right at the crevice. Judging from things, there's a very highly reflective surface down there. There's something that is casting this light that is being projected up and out towards you. Okay, I would like to move myself uh, down into a position where I can look into the room uh, okay. in a in a better position, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and I'm going to position myself in such a way that I'm going to have to use my acrobatics to keep myself out of the room without falling in. Okay. Uh, the room itself is indeed highly polished. There's a, It's formed out of some manner of crystal. And in the center, there is a very weak flame that is silver-colored, that is burning in a pyre. In front of it is a deceased drow female who uh, is ornately garbed, but is clearly dead, having been um, bisected in half by just the force of uh, part of the ceiling collapsing in on top of her. Interesting. One of, one of the polished surfaces pretty much detached and went thunk. Basically guillotine turn half. Yep. Okay. Gee, where have we seen that before? I don't know. I don't know, Minotaur. I would be okay with this image. I have seen this before. <laughs> okay. I take, I take comfort in the fact that I didn't do it. Um... I guess, how far is it to the, f- the f- am I looking at a floor, or am I looking at, like, coming out of a wall or something? You you are a ceiling wolf dog, human form person. Okay, um, how far is it to the floor? Uh, about 15 feet. 15 feet? Yep. Uh, I'm going to pray for the best, and I'm going to drop out of the... Ceiling and hope my armor activates. Okay, did you do anything as far as secure transport back? <laughs> no. Um, but then again, I don't think I'm carrying any rope anyway. Um, and this would probably be a f- uh, an afterthought that would... Um, that would only occur to Thorn um, after he's actually landed on the floor. So okay. I think once... Once I land on the floor, I'll work on a way up. Okay. Very good. The armor does activate, and you do land on your feet. Okay. But before we continue, let's go to Xanatari. I would be following him most of this time, and see him go down the the silvery hole. Um, how close am I to him at this point? With caution, you're probably about uh, 20 feet from the crevasse right now. So would I see him, like, 
is it wide enough that I could look inside and see him go down into the room, or is it sort of a narrow, kind of twisty thing? You'd be able to see him even if you stayed up on top of the, the blocks above. Okay, I would watch him go down and see him fall to the floor. Uh, the silver flame interests me, because I don't really know much about Lolf. Let's see if I have any skills that would be helpful to you me. You actually would not be seeing the flame from your vantage point. Okay, well that's good to know. Keep in mind that you'll have some uh, interference because Fluffy is over the hole as well. Ah, okay. How is Fluffy reacting to me? Fluffy seems as normal to you as um, in general. Maybe he's, um, I don't want to use the, the term clingy in a, in a spidery way, but he seems to be um, closer to you than normal. Okay. I guess I would absently pat him, just trusting that he doesn't really understand what's happening inside my head yet, um, and look down the hole. Uh, hmm. Would I realize, like, is there any way, I can't really see if there's a way out of this room at this point, correct? Correct. Okay. Do I have anything with me in my basic survival pack that would be useful? Like, do I have a rope? Do I have... I don't know. Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, you, you would notice that with Fluffy, since you're up close and, and petting Fluffy, um, Fluffy appears to not have any of its fine hairs on its back. Like it's been worn away from riding? No. Um, some styles of tarantulas can sort of shoot their hairs when... Attacking or distressed, it's, it's a defense mechanism. Okay. It appears that Fluffy has either, you know, been in combat or has shown disdain for the Temple of Loth somehow. Okay. Um, does Fluffy have spinnerets? Like, is, I mean, it's a boy, but does he, can he spin webs? Um, unknown. Okay. Alright, I would attach a rope to some outcropping at the top. Mm -hmm. and lower myself down just enough so that I can peer down to where Thorn is without letting him see me. Okay. So you are able to do that. Uh, 12 versus your reflex. The reflex is 18, so no. Okay. Would you roll a thievery check? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stink at that. Nine. Um... Thorn, by the way, as you're soon after you land, uh, some pebbles and dust and dirt and stuff will come falling down from the um, hole in the ceiling. I'm going to look back, expecting to see Fluffy, who I've never sort of known to disobey orders, but there's always a first for everything, and he is just a spider. Mm -hmm. Um. So I would turn to, like, admonish him and tell him to wait back up the top. Um, do I see Sanitari? Uh, with a nine, yes. Okay. I would be surprised to see it come this far down. I think, I think that, you know, seeing the opportunity that I don't have a rope to get back up, that she would have left me down here if that were the case. I'd probably make note and, and, and tell her to... Uh, if she's, uh, I'd say, 
If you're going to come, make sure that rope's securely attached so we can get out. Um, I'm just going to pause for a moment. Uh, Xanatari, you are now able to actually see what's in the room. Mm-hmm. And we will come back to you in a moment after we get done with Sabre. Okay. Sabre, you are surrounded by these oddly speaking drow. Mm-hmm. You've definitely confirmed to your own satisfaction that there is a side conversation going on using um, some sort of finger language. Okay. Uh, you do not appear to be the subject of hostility. But you are clearly expected to be the resolver of this conundrum to their satisfaction. She's going to turn and look back at that symbol. I mean, how big is this? As she's standing there looking at it, is it like room sized, <laughs> billboard sized? It's floating a couple, couple feet off the ground and probably about 16 feet high. There any is it pretty static or is there anything else going on with it? Yeah, it seems to be pretty static. It's um, not doing any kind of bobbing around or trying to avoid things. Or if somebody moves and makes a breeze, it's not kind of floating about. Okay. It's it's definitely a flag type thing planted in the ground. She's gonna look back at the assemble, then she'll say. I am going to go through this portal. Will any of you follow me? Why? Why? What? What? What is it? Is this magic like what you used to destroy the city? You know what is? We know. We know the symbol, but we've never been allowed to express it or to truly see it in all its majesty that we see now. It's. Just, it's they're boggled. They're, you know, they're, they're starting to get that odd look in their face, like maybe you're Illustray or an Avatar uh, or something. It's, you know, you've already been groveled to once. She's going to have kind of a leap of faith and look back at them, and she's, she'll tell them that this is the way out to safety, and this is the way home. And she'll turn around and start slowly walking towards it. Anything in particular that you're going to think about as you approach? Um, she's just going to be thinking that she hopes this isn't a huge mistake and that she's making the right decision and that she's not lead, led all these people to their doom. Okay. All right. Um, how close do you want to approach? Is anyone following me? They all appear that they are going to do something, but it's clearly going to see whether you turn into a flaming skeleton or not. It is clearly going to be by your lead and example. She'll but just... Yes, they, they are marshalling around. Okay. Well, she'll straighten her spine and kind of square her shoulders and just walk steadily straight into the symbol. Okay. As... You touch the symbol. You are starting to be bathed in a very glowing, moonlit intensity light, as if you were walking at night under a full moon down a path. To either side of you could be horrible things or could be magical things from 
an evening such as this. Mm-hmm. But for the briefest moment, you hear this crackle and pop just before you go through the portal. Then you hear a snap really loud. Through what appears to be the mind link, you hear this voice that you have not heard before, but the others have heard. And it's just this one single word. Doom. Okay. Which, for those who are listening and are new, this is a concurrent theme that's happened in a couple other episodes where this word pops up. Um, but there is not a damnation and hellfire that awaits you on the other side of this portal. In fact, you sort of feel that you're the only one that's seeing what's beyond this portal and that everyone else is whipping by you. Okay. So you step in, suddenly this entire huge mass of maybe 300 other drow whip past you as if ghosts going into hyperspace. Just boom, and they're gone. Um, And you're on this path. Is there any, what's in front of me? I mean, is it just a long path? Is there anything ahead or behind me? It's, um, you're on a path. It's sort of uh, the quintessential Disney. You are walking through a forest, and on either side there could be something in the bushes or, you know, behind a tree. Really great or really scary. But on the path itself, if you look up, um, you can see the sky um, through the trees, and there is a full moon present. See and where this path leads. You soon find yourself um, with company at which is your weaker side, your left or your right? Mm, left side. You find on your weaker side that you are joined by a female figure who is clearly to your eyes, Elastray, walking silently with you. Okay. And she sort of gives you a, not a puzzled look, but a sort of searching expression, as if wondering what enlightenment you may have to share with her. She'll stop and look over with an equally puzzled expression on her face. She doesn't really understand what's going on. The deity looks somewhat, not ashamed, but mm, kind of colored towards, disappointed that Sabre is having such a time with this. Um... You know, she she has done many things and has forged all these different paths. And you don't get the feeling that the deity has chosen wrong in putting responsibility into you. But maybe there's just the level of patience at this moment that the deity does not understand hesitation in software. She's like, go! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, she's just trying to process all this. Like she doesn't really know. Don't I even think, know, man. Don't even yeah. know. Whoa! I can see the universe. <laughs> this episode may contain contain drug references. 
Illustrate Illustra looks at Sabre squarely and goes, You don't know what to do with them, do you? No. I never thought I'd have that kind of responsibility. But doesn't it seem natural that you would someday? Considering everything that has come before, I would think the last thing that anyone would want would be to rely on my ability to take care of someone. But isn't that part of what you've been training for? I don't think my training can ever erase what my past has wrought. Mm, I can color it. And yes, I know Illustrate sounds like Thazard Dune from... I'm sorry, it just does a little bit sound like Thazard Dune. I'm not exactly the greatest at voice work, so... Oh well. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Naked lady sounds like the angel of death. Mm-hmm. But no matter how you color it, this debt still remains. The debt remains, but... Anything can be used towards payment of the debt. She'll hang her head down a little bit. I just don't know that I could ever feel that way. Well, you've had everything else in this debt foisted upon you. You've taken it like a good little soldier. But why isn't it just something to go, in this case... You're the leader. I guess because I don't know where I'm leading them to. Well, life or death. Which one do you want to lead them to? Life, of course. Hmm. Then act like you're going to do that. You've made a decision. You sent them off somewhere. You don't know where they've gone. Does that worry you? Quite a bit, actually. Then maybe putting the responsibility in your hands was a good thing after all. Even though you doubted it moments ago. She'll look back down the path and say, well, then I guess I'd better see to it. She puts out a hand and kind of asks you, you know, cautions you for a moment. And every day since you've taken on this debt, every day since this journey has begun, you don't know what your day is going to bring. Should your eyes choose to open? Should you choose life, the ability to wake up, the ability to be part of this thing that mm, you almost were not able to? You have these choices that have been in front of you. You've chosen life for them. You don't know what to do with them. You don't know all these things. You've never known where you're sending yourself. When you find where they have gone, it is going to be squarely you that decides where they go from there. These are the children who whispered for a savior in the dark. And with that, she's gone. She'll kind of shake her head a little bit like, uh, okay. And turn around and head fully back down the path. The moment that you lift your foot and take the first step, there is a flash of pale light, and you find yourself standing at the base, I'm sorry, at the bottom of the pit, 
where the other drow are, where Cesar appeared in the keep of the seven, the seven pillared hall. Blink, 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 blink. Uh, okay. What describe the general uh, situation around me? The general situation around you is, is that there are the entirety of the drow, as far as you're able to tell, uh, about 400 of them. The ones that you saw before stepping into the portal have been there, and it looks like they have just appeared as well. Okay. And um, everyone's kind of looking around, very surprised. There's a group that seems to have already settled in. And above you, um, via the winding circular ramp, uh, you find that the ceiling is covered except for one section, and there are minotaurs stationed. I'm going to now segue over to Thorn and Zanatari, okay? Okay. Uh, Thorn. Yes, segue, Maso. You and Xanatari can work in parallel now for a little while, as, as needed. Cool. So, um, either of you chir- chirp in and can step on each other's toes as much as you want. Okay. Um, so, first thing I would like to do is, um, looking at the corpse of the drow, uh, is she ha- does she happen to wear the cloak that all drows wear? The ones that Xanatari found? Yes. Is it pinned beneath the um, reflective surface? It's now uh, a divided cloak. A, a half cloak. <laughs> it, it actually, at this point, would be a half cloak, yes. But it looks kind of innate. It's got some more silver threading kind of weaved in with it. Um, but, like, super blingy. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous! Marvelous! Wonderful! Marvelous! <laughs> I'm going to uh, relieve said drow of a half cloak. Okay. By the way, the pin holding it in place is um, the most ornate version of the drow symbols that you have seen to date. Even beyond the one melted within the mouth of the drow that was tortured. I am going to pocket said clasp. Um, okay. I'm not going to make it a covert thing. Uh, no. She, the Zenitari has, what? How many do you have? You've picked a few up. You took them from me when you went to uh, do the chest, you asked me for them in good faith before you backstabbed me by trying to open the chest, if you recall. Thanks for the memory. Didn't backstab you at all. I gave them back, too. Did you? Yes. I gave them back to you afterwards. Okay. When we decided to go down the grate. Then I have a couple. Okay. Um, Then I'm going to take this one for myself. And I'm going to... Take the half cloak. When we say it's a half cloak, how long is it, out of curiosity? I mean, a full cloak being how many feet? I assume it would be half that. 
this this would be probably two and a half to three three feet, a little more than a half cloak for draw. Okay. Um, I'll take the material and I'll fold it and put it into my bag. Okay. Um, you realize that as you're doing this, there is a very, very faint amount of life somehow still left in this drow as if uh, the weight that cut it and, you know, the bits that cut it in half have pinned certain things. Yeah. Um, but as the labored breathing gets worse and worse um, and shallower and so forth, the light, the silver light is uh, um, diminishing. And this room will soon be extremely dark. Okay. Um, I would lean down towards the drow and listen to any of its last words that it might have. Um, at the same time, pulling a dagger out of my um, sheath. Okay. Um, what does the drow say? Uh, do you speak drow? No. Oh, no. I speak the Western language. Okay. Um, the drow says something in drow. Mm-hmm. And a um, 26 versus your reflex. Oh, yeah, that's over my reflex. You being so close as a last act... She spits a fine spray of blood into your face, um, up against your ear and everything, and expires. I would instantly bring the knife up to her throat and cut it. Okay. Can't fire tar- me, I quit. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> To- totally apt, Totally yeah. useless gesture when she's already dead, but okay. Sorry, Sanitar is right better. What, was she dead when she did after she did that, or did she die after I cut her throat? She, well, from appearances, she died uh, just after spitting. Okay, well, at least she can't come back as a cosplayer. Mm, that's true. Or can she? Dun, dun, dun. Thor repeatedly stabs the corpse in the chest. Um, no, I won't do that. That would seem unnecessary and uh, possessing of forethought, um, <laughs> which I clearly don't have. Um, okay, so uh, I would assume the room goes dark. Uh, Xanatari hasn't moved from the rope. Xanatari? Uh, at this point, I have the rope wrapped around my thighs, kind of a la <laughs> ribbon. What are the people that sl- that climb up and down the ribbons? There's a word for them. Like the trapeze type In the circus, yeah. Basically, so there's no rope hanging down, or just a short bit of it. And I'm keeping myself up there and just kind of observing what's going on. Uh, Bert is with me, I assume, and I am curious as to his reaction and if I can still see now with his beam of low light uh, thing. Uh, what you you would see is you would see the scene play out with um, 
Thorn and the Drow. Mm-hmm. The light, the flame, silver flame, would flicker out almost immediately. And um, the room goes dark. Mm-hmm. But there is a moment where a image appears. Um, there's kind of an altar, a very small um, distance away, there's an altar area. Okay. An image of Loth appears exactly like the one that was in the chest. Mm-hmm. And if we can drop the sound bite from Monica in here, okay. the same thing that is said above is repeated here. Okay, do you want to hear it? Sure, if you have it. To gaze upon me means but one thing, that my priestess's handmaiden's lowest males on trash have failed me and allowed the city to fall. As you have brought doom to those places held in my name with your cowardice, in the end I shall correct this deficiency and bring doom to you. Do not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. I would like to respond to, uh this in my own out-of-player character and yawn because, hell, we've had our, <laughs> we were supposed to have our, have our last moments in a room with an, an orb of annihilation. I am not worried. <laughs> the trash and lowest males have not failed. The image vanishes almost immediately, and the room is silent, save for each of your heartbeats in your ears, and a hum from Bert, or Oreo. A hum. Okay. Is he humming a particular tune? No, it, it's just, it's 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 a sound. Like, there's, uh, um, like Sort of like a, like a, okay, so sort of, uh... A, like a fluorescent light bulb. Yes! Yes, kind of thing. Okay. But does he illuminate anything? Like, is he allowing me to see? Because he was supposed to be my flashlight for the fact that yes. she can't see at all. Yes, bird, bird is, bird is, bird is, the bird portion is being appropriate. Okay. Um. So since the lights went out and the altar is now not full of lolf anymore, correct? Right. Can I get a better look at this room? You, you, you can, but you are getting a, a, a very persistent, um, prodding from what you've come to understand as Bert, not Oreo. Mm. And what does Bert have to convey? There is, um, very simply, and I'm I'm not going to do it the emphatically because uh, I'm damn near falling asleep. But run, run now, run like your lies have meaning. I can't control it. Do I get an impression that he's talking about Oreo, or is he talking about Lolf? Probably more of the Oreo portion. Uh-huh. Something, something close is tripping, but that hum hasn't been there before. Okay. Pausing that just a moment. This room, taking a look at it, like assessing yep. the room. Okay. I see that, you know, we're hanging in the top of a cavern, at the bottom of the cavern. There's an altar, there's... You know, priestess, obviously the priestesses don't, you know, <laughs> like cliff climb down in here every time they want to perform a ritual. Yep. Is there exits, entrances that aren't blocked? What am I seeing? 
Um, what you are seeing appears to be the private chamber and or private altar area for the head priestess of Loth in this temple. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a single, what appeared to have been a single exit from the room that is um, filled by a rock fall. <laughs> okay. So this room existed, but as the temple was destroyed about it, portions of it remained, but the damage was done. Okay, so, so the only entrance and exit is basically where I'm hanging from. Yes. Hmm. And you're, uh, you're in about a, a 20 by 30 room. And you can see that all of these surfaces should have been um, polished, highly reflective mm -hmm. sorts of things. Uh, very austere otherwise. Pretty much everything is to focus the power of Lolth back on, you know, the those things that are important to Lolth. Okay. Um... Oh, and by the way, your deity really, really, really wants you to F up that... Uh, that um, holy symbol that Thorn took. Oh, the brooch? Yeah, at some point soon. It's sort of the... That's how you'll get back to her. Back at her. Okay. Uh, so you're saying, like, the entire room is coated in silver? Or just the altar? What am I saying? It, it's the, the, the light, the flame in the center... I mean, the, the flame that was by the altar mm -hmm. was a silver color. Uh-huh. And that light was being reflected all around the room by the polished surfaces. But they're white marble? What, am, what is it made of? Um, some sort of, like, a, a metal in some areas, in some cases, a wood that have just okay. been very polished. But nothing in the room is actually silver. So it's not like a silver floor, silver wall. Okay. No, that's just what I wanted to know. Okay, I'm going to take a deep and assessing look at Thorn, and I'm going to roll... Hmm. I sent a bluff check. <laughs> I'm going to roll an, a history check on myself, because I want to go through all my memories and have Xanatari decide if Thorn has weighed in the positive or the negative in my experience with me. Okay. Mm, 12. Okay. And Dave. Yes. What do you think? Oh, that about Thorn? Uh, dirty rotten scoundrel. What, what, what do you think? A, what do you think a 12, a 12 would be worth? Ooh. Hmm. <coughs> I'm thinking a 12 is that Thorn has been completely dishonest with her and is definitely hiding something. That I but agree. Has, but but has, has he been inherently good or does he seem to be an agent of evil, a saboteur, beyond just being... A dip nugget sometimes. 
and getting himself in trouble. Mm, no, I wouldn't go that far. Let's say he's more neutral. Okay. Not, not that bad. He wouldn't. I don't think it's intentional of that level. Okay. <laughs> Dave thinks he's an okay guy. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Come on, work with me here. You don't get that much. <laughs> My life hangs in the balance. Don't Zan- leave me hanging. Xanatari, the, the, the Ouija board of meh has has rolled up upon you. What shall you? Um, okay. I will let the rope fall from around my leg, keeping hold of it, and scramble quickly upwards. When I get to the top of the cavern, I'm going to look down at Thorn, I'm going to glare at him, and I'm going to cast... Let's see... Thundering Steel. Ah, Wrathful Lightning, that's better. Wrathful Lightning. I'm going to cast it directly at the altar, trusting that all the metal in the room is going to reflect it back in a lovely Jacob's Ladder of happiness. Mm-hmm. So I hope Thorn can jump. I've left him enough rope to hang himself. Okay. Hang, hang myself. Or escape, depending how lucky you are. Right. Um, saying that she's casting a spell, I'm going to jump or run and, and jump the rope to, to scramble up. Okay. Um Sabre, what's a what's a what's a go ahead and uh, do the challenge for uh, Thorn's reflex. Reflex Do you want me to roll for it or call it? Roll it. Ooh. Use the bad die. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, you had hopes. Natural 20. <sighs> oh. Oh. Wow. Just when when he needs it, Orn, describe the epicness of how you're able to get out of there. And make it worth it, damn it, because I still have control sometimes. Okay, so um, identifying or, or knowing Sanitari well enough uh, for her casting prowess, <laughs> um, and seeing her raise the or angle the the blade down into the cavern, I can sort of see the the unnatural light that that goes into her eyes that is only given to her when she calls on her uh, her, her god to, to give her power. Uh, I I burst into an all-out sprint, um, almost clambering on all fours. Uh, you know, representing the 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 wolf aspect that I that I have uh, inherent, and I'm just bolting for the the rope. Um, and as I guess as the first crackle of of uh, lightning leaps from the sword. I actually launch myself off the ground and, and dive for the midsection of rope that's sort of hanging and holding on for dear life, sort of clinging with, with both hands, uh, 
with my feet wrapped around the rope, and I've actually got my, my teeth sunk into the rope as well, just to make sure that I don't fall onto the newly electrified surface. Um, and I would probably, once I had like a firm grip on the rope, um, and that firm grip would consist of basically holding tightly with both hands and wrapping one leg around the rope, uh, sort of in a, a, a fashion where it's sort of around the leg so I can sort of shimmy up the rope. Um, but still anchor myself so I don't fall. Um, I would glance back to see where Xanatari is aiming the, the lightning. Okay. Xanatari, even without being able to see what happens in the room because Thorn is scrambling up there, you know your god is going to take a delicious amount of time an unnatural amount of time in being unleashed in that room. It is going to be loud, it is going to be violent, and it is going to be 1,000% effective, but there could be some creep from the room into this passage and beyond very quickly. Okay. I am continuing to scramble out of this cavern as fast as possible. Okay. Would you do me the favor and... Uh, do an athletics check. <laughs> yeah, that'll be really super fun. Okay. Seven. <laughs> I only have an athletics of four. It's not going to be very awesome. Okay. Um, Thorn, as you were scrambling up uh, and coming up from behind, you notice that Xanatari reaches a patch where her footing is not the best. Do you try to offer some manner of guidance or try to <laughs> guidance help? Get your ass over that! Because <laughs> maybe uh, you, you see a better hand, foothold or path? Yeah, I would I would basically um, come up from from beneath her and uh, sort of as her foot slips, like grab the back of her leg and put it onto the actual spot that it needs to to hold her weight, mm-hmm. um, and sort of act as like a spotter for her as she sort of moves her way back up the shaft. Okay. You're both able to um, clear to the surface of the rock pile, and. As soon as you get to the surface, um, Xanatari, mm-hmm. you realize that Bert is trying to move itself out of orbit. Okay, what is it doing? It is trying to move away from you. Mm-hmm. But it also, at the same time, whenever the iris portion, the black portion of Oreo is pointed towards you as it revolves it tries to move closer to you. And we back to that again. Well, there's something going on, but the hum that was sounding sort of like a fluorescent light mm-hmm. is now starting to sound louder and more persistent. Huh. Okay, um... 
like it's going to explode is kind of what you're saying or I, I figured maybe the the Oreo aspect was just upset at seeing Loth and was going to go berserk and start shooting things, but you're saying it's something different. Something has happened because, again, this happened when the illusion kicked in, and there may be a... Um, what's your intelligence? Mm, it is six. History intelligence. Arcana intelligence is 13, so... No, no, no. What's, what's your actual intelligence score? Um, let me find it. I don't know. There isn't one that's just standard. Like, they're all something-something. Like, religion intelligence or it history should be intelligence. Under, it should be under your ability score. Oh, I'm sorry. Can... 11. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make you roll an insight or anything else like that, but there may have been a command word associated with that speech and it may be trying to reassert control or reactivated something in the subdued Oreo. Because remember the last time you you heard that the sphere of annihilation activated. Right, right, right. Okay, are we gonna have to do the positivity roll again and everybody try to throw some positive stuff? I mean not not at the moment. It seems like Bert's trying to do something, but it's pretty much screaming at you in Burtness to run your butts off. Okay, then I guess I'll try to clear out the area as quickly as possible. Um, where's... We've pretty much taken care of... Have we fulfilled my god's need for vengeance? We're close to the highest point at this point. Um, you've pretty much wiped out the temple. Your god is sated for this point in time. But it does want eventually, um, at some point in time in the future, mm-hmm. in the future, for you to um, do something um, fervently in his name to the um, clasp that ah, okay. that Thorn took. But that's that's not a a here tonight thing, I guess. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Thorn, you and uh, you will realize that you two are the only living things left in this cavern at this point in time. The symbol of Illustray does still exist. We're the only two besides Fluffy. Yes. Right. And Fluffy's making a beeline. <laughs> making a beeline to where? It's heading towards a symbol. Without my express permission, I see. Yes. You have betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess if, you know, in this instance, uh, the, well, Fluffy has a, a better instinct for danger than I do, which I duly ignore most of the time. So, um, taking my cue... Um, what's Zanatari doing? Um, standing at the top and thinking at Bert, kind of moving as quickly away from this shaft as possible, just looking for a direction to go. Um, I think, uh, sort of in the the half-light, I'd probably help direct Zanatari, not wanting to leave her behind. Um, so I'd probably urge her on in the the direction that Fluffy is headed. 
Fluffy, it should be pointed out, appears to have adopted a mannerism of yours and appears to actually be in a sort of moving fashion as if it was tracking. It's kind of got its head down towards the ground and is, um, looks like it's, it's tracking on something. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I'd follow, uh, Fluffy in this manner, sort of either staying besides Zenitari or behind her, uh, so I can see past her to see where, uh, Fluffy is headed. I'd continually, like, sort of guide her in the direction that Fluffy is going. Okay. Um, Fluffy is going to intercept with the symbol of Illustray extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. Do either of you change tactics from heading towards there or any other bits in between that we should know about in getting there? I think we're just running for... I'm just running for my life at this point because I don't know what's going to happen with Oreo. So I'm just trying to get out of the area where whatever's influencing him to go mad and think about destroying everything again. I'm just trying to get away from that. So I don't think that I'm really paying much attention to anything but trying to flee. Um, it seems that Bert has managed to pull, um, itself back a good 20 feet from you, but it now feels, the entire situation feels like it is in pursuit of you, um, Xanatari, mm-hmm. specifically you. You're going to hust away, or? Um, you don't feel that you are being orbited now. You feel that you are being stalked by a saber-toothed tiger that is running and about to come up over a, uh, a hill and pounce on you. Okay. Well, then I would move faster. Um, Fluffy goes right to the portal, goes in. Okay. Follow Fluffy. Okay. Uh, Xanatar, uh, sorry, uh, Thorn, you go through the, the tunnel? Um, I'd actually linger for a moment and see what happens with Oreo sort of casting a last glance before kind of stopping at the portal, turn 180 degrees so that I know that I can step backwards and enter the portal. Watch what uh, Oreo is doing, uh, given that he's like 20 feet back. Um, Now that Zenitari's actually stepped through. Oreo is making a beeline for the... um the portal and it looks like it is uh the the sound coming from it has progressively gotten up to the point that it sounds almost like a modern turbine engine whining Mm -hmm. and there are it's starting to rotate violently okay and Uh beams of energy start to um erupt like kind of like a neutron star Okay. Um, just out of curiosity, the information that you gave Zenitari in regards to um, the safe word, uh, that or the, the word that was used to activate uh, Bert, was that just to her or was that to the party? Um, she was trying to figure out what was going on, so that was to her. Um, okay. So far, Thorne has expressed an interest as to what Xanatari is doing and what her predicament is. Not exactly to what um, was going on with Bert so much. Okay. Um, I guess, given my newfound um, 
alignment. Uh, probably say a quick prayer to whatever nature god that I'm involved with. Uh, and uh, again, not using any names. Um, I refuse to admit that I'm devoted to a singular specific deity. Uh, uh, a quick prayer that the, the portal closes with my going through and then step backwards. Okay. As you take your step backwards, um, you enter the portal. All you see is Fluffy, uh, sorry, not Fluffy, um, Bert suddenly there right behind you. As if, um, you know, the, the last thing you see is this light, and then suddenly Bert about to impact into the light as well. When you say Bert, are you, are you talking Bert proper or Oreo? Oreo. Okay. So, literally, the last thing you see is a second or two later after you enter the portal, Oreo and Bert is going to hit the portal. Okay. Um, there is, again, a, a flash of silver sort of moonlit light, and you are standing at the bottom of a circular room, as before with, uh, the, you know, where, where you fought the, the wizard and so forth. You are surrounded by drow. Sabre is there. Cesar is not. And from deep, deep within the bowels of uh, the earth below you, mm -hmm. you hear what uh, could best be described as the after portion of an amazing explosion. Just this, this muffled crump of just... Hell on Earth happened down there. Okay. For Xanatari, Sabre, and everybody else, you heard what essentially sounded like an amazing amount of dynamite and, you know, a nuke go off at a distance, and you hear the rumble and explosion, and, you know, the room kind of shakes and all that other stuff. Does that kind of make sense? Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and we leave this episode with suddenly Thorn appearing and immediately taking uh, a white stone that appears out of nowhere, just like Thorn did, right between the eyes. Ooh. Xanatari, take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels and chat room. If you have not before, you feel free to subscribe. We do this every Friday at 1030 for the most part, and there's other cool stuff on the channel. So thanks for listening, chat room, and we'll see you next week. No, we won't. Not well, next week. We won't week. technically be here next week because of Wizard World or Philly Comic Con. So the week after, we'll see you. <laughs> Bye.
This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?